Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50. Football, and I think Oakland victory. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why, thank you, Brent Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 253 of Raiders Fan Radio, coming to you live tonight from Murph's Fan Cave, otherwise known as my bonus room. And uh, and we appreciate you all checking us out uh, here at Raiders Fan Radio as, uh, you know, camp opens. We're in pads today. It's freaking football season, guys. We made it through the offiest of the offseason, and it is now finally go time. And so uh, really stoked to, uh, to talk a lot tonight about Raiders football. Uh, unfortunately for you, because more of you and less of us is a good thing, or maybe it is because there is technically less of us. I don't know. One way or the other, it's a podcast selfie. So I kind of try to avoid these things as much as possible, but, uh, you know, because frankly, I just don't think I'm that interesting on my own. 
But there's so much news. There's so much stuff to talk about. Uh, Swag Jeff is on vacation. Uncle Mosh has a work thing. Murph, Swag Jeff, and who's the third guy? Uh, that is, he is the legendary Uncle Mosh, the, the gentleman that adorned the annexes of the Murph's fan cave desk. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so you just meet tonight and, and the dog. So for those of you that are on the YouTube, uh, you'll see the dog rolling around there. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, the, the bulldog, the Fresno State Bulldog, Raider Zeke. Uh, so we appreciate you all joining us on the YouTubes. For those of you that are there, you can join us each and every Wednesday night at when? 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday now. I think we're going to take off the last week of the preseason because I'll be in Vegas. Uh, Miss Valerie and I are going to head out there to go to the game. And uh, so we'll be in Vegas for that last preseason game. We'll probably have some content and stuff coming out, but we won't have RFR proper. But aside from that, we'll be here every single Wednesday night from here out uh, until, uh, until after the Super Bowl. So, uh, so definitely check us out. Maybe we'll take the bye week off, but whatever. That's aside the point. Enough housekeeping. Uh, let's shout out the chat room. Appreciate everybody joining us live in there tonight. Uh, you can do that at Raider, uh, youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. A lot of our great friends are in there. Ron the Mater Raider, Raider Rue, Chevy Silver Raider, Mac Bud, Gladiator Raiders is in there. Rob Raider's in there. Uh, Michelle Sweat, Paul Edgerton, Raider Shank is in there. Uh, let's see who else we got. Lee B is in there. Chris Rubio is in there. Lala Melosa was in there. B. Al is in there. Uh, Kill Jadis is in there. So many of our very good folks uh, and friends in there. We appreciate you. Yoshi is in there. And uh, so definitely... Uh, Hey, chat room, it's me and you tonight, man. So the more, uh, uh, oh, Chronicles of the Black Hole, Daniel is in there. Uh, what's up, Daniel? Yeah, so anybody, uh, the more feedback tonight, the better. Sean Johnson, appreciate you uh, jumping in here. Uh, Frank from NorCal is in there. Man, this is awesome, man. So many of our good folks are in there. So appreciate you joining us live on the YouTubes. You can also check out this show uh, on the audio version of the podcast. And all you got to do to find that is just search Raiders Fan Radio on any of your favorite podcast services, including Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, what else? What else are we on? We're on everything. Spotify, ask your internet-connected device to play Raiders Fan Radio, and it definitely will. Uh, what else? Let's see. Oh, thank you to our good friends, our partners at Fansided and uh, and Just Blog Baby. Uh, what's up, Michael, sir? Uh, just Blog Baby, we appreciate them. We are the official uh, podcast of uh, of Just Blog Baby, and uh, so we appreciate uh, them and our partnership with them, and uh, they give us so many uh, amazing opportunities for, for revenue, and uh, we appreciate them because with that revenue, we give it to the nonprofit. We call it the One Nation Foundation. In fact, I just got some of our new shirts in. Let me check this, check this out. So for those of you on the audio podcast, here's the shirts for the One Nation Foundation. That's our new logo for One Nation Foundation. That is our nonprofit that we formed uh, a couple of years ago in order to take all the money that we raise around here and give it to Raiders-related charities, uh, most importantly, the Bolitnikoff Foundation that we give every single year. We've got some really, really cool opportunities coming up with that, uh, and none of that happens without you and your amazing, amazing support. Um, so, I think I checked all the boxes. Did I say everything? Did I do all the housekeeping? Chat room, keep me straight tonight. Uh, Lee B says, sweet threads, Murph. Hey, how about this? If you want to get one of those shirts, go to our website, RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear, G-E-A-R. Or you can just go to RaidersFanRadio.com and click the gear button, and it will take you uh, to, the, to, the, to the page that has two uh, clickable links there. One is for Fanatics, where you can go to the Fanatics website, buy official Raider gear. Anything you buy there doesn't cost you anything extra, we get, but we get some kickbacks from the Fanatics folks. Um, or you can click the DADC logo, um, which is our, one of our newest shirts that's out also. You can click on that logo, and, and that takes you to Tee Public. 
Anything that you buy on TeePublic, same thing. Doesn't cost you anything extra. And that TeePublic gives us a kickback. And 100% of that money goes, of course, to the One Nation Foundation. So I'll show you that shirt again. So if you want to get one of those One Nation Foundation shirts, heck, if you don't, not even if, if you're not even a Raider fan, uh, you, can, you can support the One Nation Foundation because we support uh, so many great uh, charities and causes like, again, like the Bolitnikoff Foundation, which fosters Tracy's Place of Hope. Okay, I think that got everything out of the way. So again, this is a selfie tonight. So apologize for that. We're going to definitely miss Uncle Mosh. Going to definitely miss my best friend, Swag Jeff. Um, but there's so many great news stories. So let's jump in here. Again, we got the greatest, uh, greatest chat room and the greatest community uh, in this whole game, uh, if you ask me. And they're all in there. So we appreciate you uh, doing that. All right. So uh, we always start off our episode number with something uh, significant in Raider Nation that ties back to our episode number. So did I say that right? We take our episode number and we tie it back to something significant within Raider Nation. That's what I meant to say. So this is episode number 253 of Raiders Fan Radio. And normally my buddy, Swag Jeff, has the honors here. But in his absence, uh, he's traveling today. I've got a 253 for you. So uh, this is not a good one. But we're going to make it a good one. We're going to take a negative and spin it positive, Raider Nation. Okay? So here's the 253 I got for you. In 2014, this is the 2014 Raiders. They went 3-13 and that year. Remember those glory days? 3-13 and that year. They gave up 452 points that year on defense. You know how many they scored? 253. So that's a point differential of negative 199. That gives you the second worst point differential in Raider history, aside from the year of their inception, in which they had negative 221 points. All right, so this is an awful, awful stat. The the 253 is all the Raiders scored in 2014. But here's where I give you hope, and here's where I take a negative and I spin it positive. Let's throw away the negative. Let's go with this. Let's enjoy this season of Raider Nation that we're in now. We had some lean-ass years, fans. You know that. I know that. Anybody that's ever donned a silver and black jersey or wore a hat or watched a game or rooted for this team knows that since the days of Gruden, Gruden won, other than 2016, it's been a freaking desert in terms of success on the field, okay? And really, you could even take the Gruden Gruden won out, and then you got to go back to, like, you got some 90s in there with Art Shell where he brought us the playoffs. There's a couple good years in there before we got, you know, destroyed by the Bills, right? 51 to 3 in the playoffs, whatever that was. But aside from that, like, you got to go to the 80s. You got to go to like the, the early 80s before to get to where we had consistency year in, year out, winning competitive football. So it feels like we're getting to that point again. Now, I'm not saying the Raiders are going to run off a bunch of championships like what we did back in the day. But what I am saying is that we have seemingly are prepared to feel the competitive football team year in, year out, and be in the mix. And you're going to hear a lot of talk tonight from a lot of different analysts and stuff about the Raiders being in the mix. It's not even about, like, you know, will they win a championship? or Because we all think they're going to win a championship, right? That's what we do as Raider fans. We, we feel that every year. We feel like we've got the best team we've had in a long time every single year. But here's the thing, though. Is that I, I mean, you tell me it's this something – Sounds so cliche, but oh, this year feels different. It kind of does, though, because it, 
we kind of built this front office. We built everything to like lead to like so many greater things for so much longer of a period of time. This isn't just taking a one big swing at a championship or the blip on the radar. Like, oh, wow, kind of came together this year. You know, even though we were weak in this area or weak in that area, like it kind of feels like it's all coming together, which is odd to say because it's kind of a rebuild. It's definitely a front office rebuild. But anyway, so all that said, 253 points is always scored in 2014. I'd be willing to bet we'd almost double that. Like the, the Raiders are going to score over 400 points this year. Somebody changed my mind. Like I, it's to me, it's a slam dunk. So let's remember where we came from and just enjoy this. I know we can get caught up on some of the minutiae, some of the little things. We can get caught up on, you know, a guard retiring prematurely and everybody freaking out. Don't freak out, man. Lester Cotton's fine. John Simpson's fine. We drafted Dylan Parham for a reason. We're good. Like, let's enjoy what this season is going to gonna have uh, to, to give us and not freak out about the little stuff. And just, just enjoy it, Raider Nation, because uh, I'm telling you, we came from, <laughs> we came from some lean-ass years. All right. Enough of that. Enough of our episode number. Let's get to uh, some contact info. And Uncle Mosh tells us where you can find us. Tells you where you can find us. Woo! Hey, Raider Nation! You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me. Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tak. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. All right. Uh, I can always hit it when there's only one of me here. Uh, Man, Frank from NorCal. Thank you, Frank from NorCal. Your 253 is way cooler than mine. Frank from NorCal in the chat says, episode 253 won world championships for two cities, appeared in five Super Bowls, and won three Lombardi trophies. Let's go. Frank from NorCal if you need him. That is fantastic. Yours was way, way better than mine. We appreciate you 
uh, my friend jumping in there with that. And if you want to join uh, Frank and NorCal and the best chat room in all of Raider Nation, you can jump into the chat at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio every Wednesday at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Uh, Yoshi is in there. Uh, Paul is in there. Chronicles of Black Hole Daniel is in there. Tide Raider. Our buddy Killed Jadis is in there. Duke City Raider. What's up, Martine? Uh, Blind Athlete is in there uh, with, the, with the clanking beer uh, mugs. Of course, because he's drunk and blind athlete, and we love him. Uh, Lee B is in there. Uh, Ron Maderator, Jesus Alvarez is in there. He says, hello, Murph. Go Raiders. Go RFR. We appreciate you, Jesus. Uh, Raider Shank is in there. Uh, Unholy Raider. That's Frankie. What's up, Frankie? Uh, Ebony Graves is in there. She's working hard, working hard at the gym. Hey, we might be the most treadmilled to Raider podcast in the history of Raider podcasting. I'm just saying. We've, we've had people that, that work out. Uh, we, we've had you mow your lawn. We've heard from you while you're painting your house. We've heard from you while you're walking your dog. We've heard from you on your commute, of course. The, the, my favorite was we, uh, uh, well, I have two favorites. One of them is Granny and Grampy Raider. They, list, they play Scrabble and listen to our show. And then I forget the woman's name, but she's a goat yoga instructor. And during her goat yoga classes, she plays episodes of Raiders Fan Radio. I mean, come on. The most goat yoga to Raider podcast in history. That's something that we definitely take a, uh, a lot of source of pride in. All right. Next up, we like to give respect around here. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with those things, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're Italian. We like to give a little bit of respect. And as soon as I can find the, uh, the sound bite for respect, here it is. Murph, Swaggy J, Nation. It's time for a little respect. You know, respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. All right, we appreciate you, uh, everybody in the chat room. We got some great ones in there. Uh, Robert Pena says, I'm in the shower. <laughs> John Ogle says, add PlayStation to that list. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, I would love to hear about what you guys are doing uh, when you're listening to the show. That's funny. All right, so let's give a little bit of respect. So I got two folks to give respect to. Now, my buddy Jeff is not here tonight, but I'm going to switch over to his camera because something showed up at the fan cave uh, this week, and uh, and I got to give respect. And I know he would. he will probably tell me, Murph, you shouldn't have done that. But listen, we can give respect to this guy each and every single week. You hear him on this show each and every single week. Um, we have a thing around here where when you call the show and you get your message played three times, we refer to you as a made man or a made woman. Or if you email the show an indefinite amount of times or come to our, uh, our live stuff, whatever, uh, we'll refer to you as a made man or a made woman. It means you're part of the crew. It means you're part of the inner circle. It means you got a seat at the table. Well, every crew needs a captain, right? And so we call him the capo, and he is our good friend, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, and Aaron the Q-Dog Raider gets respect this week because, and I'm as I switch the camera, Aaron sent that amazing sign that you see there. That's on the front of my bar there. It's right next to the Raider Nation flag, and, uh, and it says there's only one nation, and it's got the old-school RFR Live logo on there, and then it's got the names of everybody that's associated with the show. So it's got Murph, Mosh, Capo, uh, Cousin Sonny, QB Jeff, Swag Jeff, and then it says on the bottom there, take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Much, much respect to you, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Thank you for that. That thing is badass, man. And uh, I wanted to put it right there. That way it's, 
That way it's always in the shot. So whenever Swag's sitting there at his, at his desk, uh, you'll always see that thing in the shot. And we appreciate you and, uh, uh, and, and look forward to uh, uh, getting your feedback on its placement live when we get to see you coming up in September uh, when Aaron and so many of our good friends uh, are going to be in town for the Raiders-Titans game. Uh, okay, so respect to Capo. Um, a little bit more of a, a somber note, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. You know, we, we like to keep it light and silly around here, but um, when, it, when, when good happens in the world, uh, I want to highlight it and I want to celebrate it, um, all, even though it came from a very dark place and a very sad, sad, uh, frankly, heart... I mean... You can't put enough descriptive words around the heartbreaking events that took place in, in Uvalde, Texas. So you all know what happened. I'm not going to rehash everything, but I will give respect to someone who, again, didn't ask for it, didn't want to be highlighted, did it uh, anonymously, and then someone found out and brought it to light, and so his name became attached to it. Um, but I want to give respect to Bo Jackson, uh, one of many of, especially Los Angeles Raiders fans, one of their uh, Raider, Raider fans. Los Angeles Raiders fans' all-time favorite players. Usually you hear Bo Jackson, you hear Tim Brown, uh, for folks that kind of grew their fandom with the Los Angeles Raiders. Um, anyways, I want to give respect to Bo because Bo helped pay uh, for the funerals of 19 children and two teachers that were killed in that massacre. Um, and that is, you know, on the heels of the Raiders donating a million dollars. And I know that it doesn't come down to money, and money can't repair the loss and can't, and can't fix the horrors that happen. But as Bo says in here, um, he says, uh, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old. I'm a father of three and a grandfather. Uh, it's just not right for parents to bury their kids. It's just not right. I know every family out there works hard, works their butts off to, just to do what they do. Um, and the last thing they needed was to shell out thousands of dollars for something that should have never happened. So, I mean, and, and it's, a, it's a long article and goes on to a lot of the details around it and talks about his connection to the city of Uvalde um, and, and the, you know, the times that he spent there. He's got a buddy uh, there that he, that he spent time with. And so uh, and he loves the, loves the, loves the city. And uh, so, again, he, he says it's just a town that sticks in your mind. Uh, he says, I don't know a soul there. It just touched me. So, anyways, much, much respect to the legendary uh, Bo Jackson. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and hit another break here, and then we're going to let's go and uh, let's get into some news and let's talk about uh, what's going on at camp. This is Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win, baby. is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins, as long as it's the Raiders. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. I appreciate you, Raider Nation. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat room tonight. All right, let's get to some news stories. So one of the big ones that came out this week was our new uh, our new announcer, uh, 
I suppose I, being a Raiders news show, I should have that guy's name handy. Anybody remember what it is or have it there in the chat room? Uh, the chat room, you know way more about football than, than I do, and you're way more entertaining anyway. So, uh, yeah, if somebody would just, wouldn't mind throwing his name in there. It's Horowitz, I want to say. Um, anyway, so we, uh, I don't know anything about the guy. I did a little, yeah, Horowitz, Kiljadis just said. Thank you. Um, so I did a little Google search on him, and I know he comes over from uh, Army. He was doing the play-by-play for, for Army football, and he's a young man. Uh, I think he graduated college in like 2005. So um, to me, he's a young man. Jason Horowitz. Thank you, John Ogle. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he seems like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard him call a game. I don't know anything about it. I will say this, though. He, he seems to be like right around like 40-ish years old. And while like age really doesn't matter, I think in terms of this, it kind of does. And the reason I say that is that like what is, as a kid, for me, my love for announcing and especially on radio and play-by-play was Bill King and you know growing up in the Bay Area uh you know nobody was greater than Bill King and such a distinctive voice he's in every broadcast hall of fame ever uh but he called the Warriors he called the Raiders and he called the A's he called all the East Bay sports and did it with you know all the most legendary calls that you hear on NFL films and you know uh you know talking about John Madden and like you know, uh, you know, he's grinning from ear to ear so big. He looks like a slit watermelon. Like, you know what I mean? Like all those amazing lines and, you know, and the most zany, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Holy Toledo. All that. I mean, that's all Bill King. Anyways, I digress. The point, point being, though, is that Bill King did that forever for younger fans. Why did we love Greg Papa until he turned coat on us? Because he called Raider games forever. So to have a younger man come in. And then now foreseeably call Raider games for 25 plus years. Okay. Like that's cool. I think that's a cool thing. So no diss to Brent Musburger. We love Brent. He's was so kind to give us some audio bites for this show uh, and, and do our intro and everything else. So no disrespect to him, uh, but I, it was time. It's a, it's, it's time to get somebody that's going to be in the seat for a long, long time. And so, so appreciate, um, Jason Horowitz, and uh, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. He, he, I've heard some people say, oh, he's a little stiff. He's a little corporate sounding. He's not as like, you know, let him find his voice. Like, it might take him a year or two. Let him find his catchphrases. Let him find his thing. You know what I mean? Like, he'll find his groove. I'm, I'm going to hope anyways. Um, but anyway, so that's the new guy, Jason Horowitz. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to some of these camp stories. Uh, so you heard the A.J. Cole uh, clip that we played for you there. Uh, on our little audio uh, bumper there. Uh, AJ Cole is one of my favorite quotes in the Raider locker room nowadays. He's so funny because he kind of knows his place as a punter. Like, I think he even said, like, he even told the, like, uh, media when they, when they all gathered together during his press conference, he was like, I'm really sorry that the first day of badge you have to talk to the punter. He's like, I don't have any cool stories about people's heads cracking open or anything. <laughs> it was really funny. And so he, he's, he's a really good quote. And, uh, so let's check in with AJ Cole. This is fun. So he talks a lot about uh, his cohorts in in special teams, and that is the great Trent Sig, our best long snapper in the league, and Daniel Carlson, uh, DC two, uh, one of the best kickers in the league, and you know here's AJ Cole, uh, AJ six, one of the best uh, punters in the league, and these guys are tight. You know, there's a lot of themes around best friends with this Raiders team, and about how. You know, you have these like pairings and these groups of people that like, whether it's McDaniels and Ziegler or Crosby and um, 
watch me forget his name, Chandler Jones, or whether it's Devontae and Derek, or whether it's like you have these like friend groups that are have emerged, and it's so cool. It's uh Mark Davis and Marcel Reese, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many like best friend stories, and um, and so here you go, you got AJ Cole talking about the the trio, uh, the 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 holy trinity here of special teamers in AJ Cole, Trent Sig, and uh, and of course, Daniel Carlson. Yeah, so the thing about me, Trent, and Daniel is we're going on year four together, right? So we spend like an egregious amount of time together in the building, outside the building. I mean, sometimes we're we're basically together every time but sleeping. Three meals together. We're just like in each other's airspace all day long. So I've kind of said that we're sort of morphing into the same person. And like maybe five or six years from now, we'll just be indistinguishable. Like we'll just kind of like be symbiotic twins or whatever. You know, what, I don't know what those are called. But yeah, we'll be basically just one conglomerate person. Just the average of each other. It'll be really good. <laughs> I love that, man. One, they're just going to be one guy. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost here. So you got the you got the combination of these three, all, all three and one. So uh, so anyways, uh, so appreciate the here and there from AJ Cole and uh, man, I'm telling you, you know, such a such a long history of special teams with this Raiders uh, organization, man. And these three guys, like to me, this is the new version of Janikowski, Kondo, and Leckler. Like this is the new version of that. And these guys are kicking ass, and no pun intended. And uh, and look forward to seeing what they do this year. Uh, okay, next up, let's go to uh, let's go to Brandon Bolden. Haven't heard a ton from Brandon Bolden uh, here in the off season, at least not that we featured here on the show. But this is pretty cool. Like I love, you know, we we talked lot last week about the influx of Patriots and even the influx of a lot of Titans players um, because of their familiarity with the systems and their familiarity with the. The process, I hate that word, but like you guys get it. I, for the audio podcaster, audio version of you, I'm finger quoting like crazy. I hate the process because you hear that all over the place. It's so thrown around like a lot of terms. But anyways, but that's what it is. It's like it's a familiarity and like the style, the whatever it is that Ziggler and McDaniels are going to do. You bring in players that are familiar with that stuff. You bring in a Brandon Bolden. You bring in um, a Deron Harmon. You bring in guys like that that know what the hell's going on. So... This is really cool comments from him. And basically, Brandon Bolden sounds to me like, like a coach on the field. Not only is he a talented running back and is going to come in at some critical situations for the team, but it's very interesting on, on what his comments are here. You know, I just help anybody, you know, any questions they may or may not have, even if I don't have the answer right away, uh, I'll go find the answer for them. But, you know, I'm, I'm here because, you know, I know the system. I'm here to help everyone out because I know the system. And, I mean, there isn't an answer I can't give or find out for any of my teammates. All right, there you go. So the ins and outs, man, if, he's, if there's the details, right, the minutia of things. And, like, and I don't know what it's like at your job, but I'll, I'll give you my experience, and I'm far from an NFL athlete. But like, you could, I could sit in training all day long and absorb a certain amount or any other classroom environment, right? Like you can, I can absorb things uh, at whatever pace. But the, when I learn most is when I'm at a meeting and I'm sitting around with my teammates. When I, it's, it's me and my coworkers, and we're just – chit-chatting we're just bullshitting we're just you know talking about our own experiences and what we do and and relaying them to one another and and like learn like i learned so much more of that i can't imagine that there's this is dissimilar that when you have somebody like brandon bolden talking to Kenyon drake and josh jacobs and amir abdullah and zamir white and all these guys like he's just it's they're gonna learn from him as much if not more than a coach and so i think it's a brilliant brilliant move um, what the Raiders did, uh, bringing in uh, Brandon Bolden and looking forward to, you know, this running back room, man, is awesome. And 
I said a bold prediction a couple of weeks ago. I thought Zamir White was going to be our our kind of like our breakout story and potentially like you know the, that was my bold prediction was that he's going to be the Raiders' leading rusher. I might back that up a little bit. You know, I might I might be backpedaling and crawfishing on that one a little bit. You know, um, I think that there's a there's a world where Josh Jacobs goes nuts. You know, you see his body language. You see a lot of what he's got going on in camp. I thought he was going to kind of be, you know, because they didn't pick up his option. So I kind of figured he would be like pulling away or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And may shame on me for even thinking that. Maybe I should have had more faith in his character and not just assumed that that was the way it was going to go. But it doesn't seem to be going that way. And there might be a little chip on 28 shoulder this year. And if that's the case, we got, if we're with, um, I don't want to call him an angry uh, Josh Jacobs, but we'll just call him an edgy Josh Jacobs, you know, where he's got, feels like he's got a little something, something to prove. I'm here for it, man. I think that Josh Jacobs might end up, I, I, I wouldn't have thought, I didn't think this last week, but now after seeing the footage and stuff, and of course now they're just in pads today, so we'll, we'll see. But anyways, point being though, is that uh, I think he's going to thrive uh, in this running back room. And, and if he doesn't, we certainly have other guys to do it. Like it's going to be awesome. Uh, all right, now let's check in with, uh, this is the, uh, the comment heard around the world uh, in, in terms of, of NFL news this week, and especially within Raider Nation. Let's check in with Devontae Adams as he talks about going from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another. Let me, let me say this, just so this can be everywhere as well. Um, and being a rapper is, is very vital. I say one of the, you got to have the bars, obviously. You know you got to have the bars. You got to have the lines got to be there but a very, very vital and critical piece of being a rapper is the delivery, right? I wasn't a great rapper the other day. What I'm not going to do is take away from that statement because why, why, why is Derek not a, a Hall of Famer, you know? But what I, what I meant, I left one key word out of there because that's not exactly what I meant, but I do think that Derek's career is Hall of Fame worthy, and, and why not? I mean, you know, people can, can say that about this guy or that guy. What I would say is, does he have the, the MVPs right now? You know, no. Does he has he won a Super Bowl? Not yet. You know, that's obviously what we're what we're chasing. But what I meant to say was, even if you go Hall of if you go even Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, it's an adjustment. You know, I meant like even if it is Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, there's going to be an adjustment. I wasn't saying Hall of Famer Aaron to Hall of Famer Derek. So I'm not retracting my statement at all. <laughs> like I said, I, Derek's career. Proves to honestly, you look at the numbers that he's had, and you know what he's had to work with, and the, the adversity that he's had, uh, you know, in Oakland and coming to Vegas, and the type of stuff that's been going on here in the past. Which, you know, hopefully we're putting all that stuff to bed. But um, that, uh, yeah, I didn't deliver that message the way that I had in my head. So later, when I saw it written out, it kind of made my stomach drop a little bit because I was like, "Oh God, here we go, man! I can't wait for people to blow this up. They take everything I say, and we're the only team in camp right now." But Yes, but like I said, what I'm not going to do is say Derek is not going to be a Hall of Famer because at the end of the day, I believe, you know, this is not putting any expectations or any added pressure on him because, you know, he puts all that, that type of pressure on himself because of what he expects, you know, um, every time he touches the field. But, um, yeah, I did not mean to say exactly that. I'm going to reiterate, even if you go from Hall of Famer to even another Hall of Famer, it's going to be an adjustment. Anytime you change quarterbacks is what I was getting at. So take that and run with it, do whatever you got to do. All right, I love those comments there from Devontae because he's not, he's not backpedaling. Now, I just backpedaled uh, talking about Josh Jacobs, but he is not backpedaling. Um, he is all in on Derek Carr's potential to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And why shouldn't he be? 
Like, I don't think that that's, you know, a very disruptive statement. You know, uh, we talked about Derek a couple weeks ago. For those of you that missed that, you know, I made the point that Derek is some playoff wins away, God forbid, a championship, from being the greatest Raiders quarterback of all time. Doesn't have the arm talent of a Daryl LaMonica. Isn't as clutch as a Kenny Stabler. But, I mean, he's more clutch than LaMonica, maybe. He's certainly got more uh, arm talent than what Stabler did. Um, you know, and, and Plunkett, you know, won, won championships. But ain't nobody was calling Jim a great passer. He definitely wasn't. And that's not a shot at Jim. But Jim wasn't a, like a, you know, Jim was a, like, well, I don't want to pick on Jim. But, like, Derek Carr if he does something significant here in the near future with his career, he's going to be your best Raiders quarterback of all time. And so if that's the case, is that hall of fame worthy? Damn right. It is. If he wins an MVP in a championship, which is he's already got all the numbers. He's already got the longevity. What's left. Well, got to get some wins and I'm not being Pollyanna or being apologist for Derek here, but that's very feasible. Like, it, it, it's it, Derek Carr was once upon a time in 2016 in legitimate discussions as MVP of the league. And other than going down with an injury, he might've been on the short list. I'm not saying he would have won it, but he would have been on that short list. Is it so damn hard to imagine that Derek Carr could potentially be an MVP again? He's already done it. So of course, and now he's got all this amazing talent around him and these great systems and all that. I'm telling you. So I don't disagree with Devontae a single bit. I think that it was very well stated, his follow-up. I, I get what he's saying. He kind of would want that first one back. That it came off like he was, he was you know, putting Derek on the same level of Aaron. And even though we're crazy Raider fans, I don't even think we would do that. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers might be the greatest quarterback of all time. Not in terms of championships but in terms of passing ability like purely playing the position like who's better don't say me montana because he didn't have the arm talent maybe marino like you know what i mean you got to go to guys like that i mean obviously tom is because he's got the arm and the championship so it's pretty much tom and everybody else but it's, so it's almost like you just like you had discussions like this it's almost like you don't count tom brady it's like yeah okay yeah no, no, he is but who's after that so but anyways, point being, though, is that I don't, that's not what Devontae was doing. He wasn't putting Derek in the same category as, as Aaron Rodgers. And I think everybody freaked out and overreacted to it. And just like Devontae said, they're the only ones that were in camp when that came up. So, so it went around the world there. Um, Omar uh, Juarez in the chat says, League MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl championship should get him the Hall of Fame. I agree, Omar. Like, that's what I'm saying. And like, th- he could accomplish in one year, enough to make him Hall of Fame worthy. So it's like, we're not that far from it. Now, because if this were like year two, like, okay, Joe Burrow. I'll give you a great example. If Joe Burrow wins a championship this year, is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Maybe. But you got to do it for more than that. You got to do it for more than two or three years. You got to have a good lengthy career to be Hall of Fame worthy, right? Well, we've already seen Derek do that. So if he does get those big wins, he does get those MVPs, He's a Hall of Famer. Like, he's way closer to it than Joe Burrow is. You know what I mean? Or any of the young quarterbacks in the league. He's way closer to it than Lamar Jackson or, like, um, I don't. I mean, not Patrick because Patrick's already got championships and been lighting the world up. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's very close to it. So, anyways. All right. Enough on, on, on Derek there. Uh, but appreciate uh, Devontae. 
not only clarifying, but also still sticking up for his guy, man. That's, that's, that's super cool. Uh, all right, next up. It's a lot of talk this offseason about uh, Darren Waller, right? Uh, a lot of talk about is he or isn't he? Uh, a lot of fans wanted him to get traded or saw like value in him, which I totally disagree with that. The idea of getting rid of Darren Waller, even for an overcompensation, you know, and an abundance of value in return, not enough. Like you're talking about one of the most dynamic playmakers, let alone at his position in the NFL. So no, because uh, when he's healthy, he's a absolute game breaker, absolute changer. So the answer to that is no. Do you resign him? Yes. Um, my speculation, just Murph numbers, just just vomiting things out of my mouth. Ooh, that's not a gross. Um, I'm thinking he's going to get like a five-year, $60 million type deal with like half of that guaranteed. I think that he'll take something that's kind of friendly-ish, but still definitely justifies his value in the league. And uh, so anyways, but to show his character, and really you could put respect on his name here too, just like we did with, with Capo and Bo Jackson early. I've said this for, about this team for a good long while now. Usually the answer in the NFL, and usually the answer with athletes, is that if you want the answer to the question, get to the end of the money, and then you got your answer. Like, show me the money, and then I'll, I'll have my answer. Especially around the league. The league is awful about this. You want to know why things happen in the NFL? Because of whatever thing? Get to where the money starts or ends, and then that's your answer. And it's always the truth. The Raiders of recent history, the players, that's not true. That, that argument isn't solvent anymore because you have players that are taking these team-friendly deals so they can keep the crew together, whether that's Derek, whether that's Devontae, whether that's Hunter Renfro. Heck, even Max Crosby's deal was team-friendly, and it was $98 million. So I got really high-pitched on that one. Jeff would be giving me a hard time. $98 million. Um, I think Waller's going to take something that's like very, you know, compensatory is that the word takes care of him but then is also team friendly with like half of a guarantee anyways but a testament to his character is that he's in camp he's not a holdout he's not a Debo Samuel hold in he showed up at camp Renfro did a big deal Derek Carr did a big deal Devontae Adams they traded for did a big deal seems like a million years ago it was in this offseason then there's a question about what about Darren Waller? He has spoken publicly about handling his contract situation the right way. Has a new agent, a Demarius Bilbo, with with Clutch Sports, has two years left on his old deal, which he has uh, drastically overplayed. Obviously, become one of the best tight ends in the NFL. So of course he would like a new deal, and the two sides have had conversations about this. We'll see if and when one is able to get adjusted. But the fact that he showed up uh, with his teammates on reporting day, obviously a good sign. We'll see which way. That one goes. Did it. All right, there. So here's Ian Rappaport. Uh, yeah, man. So good stuff there from, from Darren Waller. And, uh, and, and I, I think they're going to get a deal done soon. I would imagine they'll have it done in the next week or so. Uh, that'd be my, my guess. But um, all right, uh, Aaron Q-Dog right in the chat says, what an organization pays for, it prioritizes. Amen. See, that's why he's the cap. Let me give him this. That's why he's the capo. And that's why the chat room, I'm telling you. You guys know more about football than we do. You're funnier than we are, and that's an excellent, excellent way to put it. Aaron just summarized my freaking verbal diarrhea for four minutes in one line. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, speaking of Aaron, I want to give uh, much respect to Aaron, Tyrone Graves, and our buddy Gil in the chat there. 
Uh, Aaron came in with a 1911 donation, Tyrone with a $5 donation, and Gil with a 1999. Uh, we appreciate that, gentlemen, and uh, that money will go 100% to our nonprofit, which is the One Nation Foundation. For those of you on the audio podcast, I'm showing a, uh, one of our new shirts for the One Nation Foundation where you can get at RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear. Uh, go check it out there. And all the proceeds from this shirt and everything else that we sell goes 100% to the foundation. And we give all that money away, including to the Bolitnikoff Foundation. And we look forward to, uh, to we're, we're, shooting, we're shooting for eight grand, which is a double of what we gave last year. And we are well on our way to that and think we're going to get there. So we appreciate you very, very much. Hey, what's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on the Raiders Fan Radio. Radio. Yes! Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, I appreciate everybody in the chat room tonight. The Heat Freak is in there. What's up, Heat Freak? What's up, Lencho? Uh, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, of course, is in there. Uh, Paul is in there. Paul says, RIP Taron Christensen. Absolutely. Very, very sad um the to hear that and uh, of course that is the son of the late great todd christensen and uh thank you paul for saying that and yes r.i.p and uh uh man uh, raider in peace for sure uh lee b is in there let's see what's we got uh, uh fabricator gill pineapples in there what's up pineapple uh pineapple i got your wine shipper today and uh, for those of you not only pineapple but those of you that are waiting on uh things from the summer of swag they are all going out uh likely either tomorrow or for sure by the weekend so you should have them uh first early next week i would imagine by the time it makes it to hawaii uh, but they're definitely everything will be on its way soon uh our buddy frankie's in there gladiator raider is in there rogue code is in there uh see chronicles of the black hole daniel is in there we appreciate you fabricator gail raider rue uh, Lee B, uh, appreciate everybody. PSP Raiderette, what's up, PSP Raiderette? Uh, appreciate you joining us live tonight here in uh, in Murph's Fan Cave. All right, let's get to the to the media reports. So let's get to uh, you guys know me. I mean, I, I talk a lot of junk about about media, especially national media. And the uh, now you see me, now you don't is in there. Uh, appreciate you. Now you see me, now you don't. Jesus Alvarez is in there. What's up, Jesus? Um, yeah, so you know, I talk a lot of junk about national media because, um, because <laughs> I'm a knucklehead in my bonus room and, uh, and I got a microphone, so I can. Victory Raider is in there. What's up, Victory? Miguel Ruiz is in there. Yes, it's a podcast selfie. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, it's a podcast selfie, but there was so much to talk about. I, 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 we had to get down here and do a show. Um, but we got you guys, so it's not just me, it's you too. Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah. 
So I want to talk a lot of shit about national media because they should be talked shit about because they freaking, all they do is promote narrative. And, and, and I'm talking about sports. So I'm going to keep it about sports, but talk about get to the end of the, you want the, the real story, get to the money. That's national media for you, right? It's all about clicks. It ain't about truth. Don't let them fool you. So, and just like that with sports, and it's all about clicks. It's all about getting your attention. And a lot of times it does. And when it does get my attention, I call it out because it's bullshit. Because our team gets bad run and gets bad rap because that's what gets attention. Because they know Raider Nation is the most passionate fan base in all of sports, let alone football. And they know when they say some bullshitty stuff that they can get us wound up and they're going to get a lot of Twitter replies and they're going to get us all wound up. That's what we do. And I'm guilty of it 100%. Okay? So I, I take runs at guys like Mike Florio because he's an idiot. Because all he does is wind up Raider Nation. Mike Silver. Mike Lombardi, there's a, there's a lot of them. I'm going to honor them by talking about them on this dopey little show that we do. You know who they are. Paul Gutierrez. Good to see you, Paul. <laughs> that was the best. Anyways, he's not even national. He's a beat writer. But there's a lot of those bitter-ass beat writers. Guys that have been on the show. Vic Tafer. Love Vic. Until he turned all bitter. Like, oh, gosh. Anyways. Point being, though, is I call them out a lot. Well, the ones that are cool, and if they actually change their narrative based on what the team is actually doing and not just stay in the hater lane, I'll give them some run. And Colin Coward is one of those guys. I used to hate Colin Coward. I barely like him. He doesn't know I exist, and he doesn't give a shit. But for as a fan and as somebody that consumes this stuff, I couldn't stand that guy. Now, I'm turning. Like he's kind of, I'm kind of buying in because I'll give him credit. He wasn't just hating to hate. He wasn't just doing it for the clicks. That was his genuine take on the Raiders before. Well, now his take is changing. And so I got to give him respect. I got to, I mean, look, if you change your, he he's showing that it wasn't all about that, that it wasn't, it was multidimensional, that it wasn't just, you know, for attention. Anyways. All right. Enough of me. Let's check in with Colin Coward as he's talking about, I and mean, this is a long clip, but this is great stuff, man. He's talking about not only the Raiders as a whole, but about Derek Carr. going to be a Hall of Famer, and Derek Carr is going to be a Hall of Famer. Some of us are perceptive enough to see it years before others. But there's no reason to be smug about that. Derek Carr is entering his ninth NFL season. Devontae Adams, I don't think he really clarified what he was saying. He still said what he meant when asked about the comment he made. Derek's career proves to, honestly, you look at the numbers that he's had and, you know, what he's had to work with and the, the adversity that he's had, uh, you know, in Oakland and coming to Vegas and the type of stuff that's been going on here in the past, which, you know, hopefully we're putting all that stuff to bed. What I'm not going to do is say Derek is not going to be a Hall of Famer because at the end of the day, I believe, you know, this is not putting any expectations or any. You told me you ran a company and had a $100 million net worth, but your dad was a billionaire. I'm going to be much less impressed than if you told me I, I run a nice insurance business, I make a great living, and uh, we, we've done well for our family. That's impressive. If you came from a tough childhood or adversity, nobody gave you money, you had to build a business yourself. We all know that to be true. That's why we cry when we see certain stories on social media about young people overcoming this and overcoming that. It tugs at our heart. Because many of us have experienced that. We didn't have a perfect family. We didn't have a lot of support. Not saying my childhood wasn't better than many, but that's what tugs at our heart. 
That's what they make movies about in Hollywood. They don't make movies in Hollywood that anybody wants to watch about kids from trust funds. That's not tugging at anybody's heartstrings. And this is where I'm always going to support Derek Carr. And I don't understand that people don't get it. He's been in the NFL eight years. For seven of the eight, I'd argue he had a below average offensive line. He's on his sixth coach entering his ninth year. The franchise moved. He's in a tough division with Kansas City and Andy Reid. The last couple of years, the organization was run from two guys hired out of network television. But this, this is the stat. In Derek's eight years in the NFL, he's entering year nine. The Raiders have allowed the most points in the league in those eight years and had the fewest takeaways, meaning he doesn't get a short field. He doesn't get a week off. He's got to win by shootout every damn week. Every week, the franchise needs him to overcome the defense and the battle line and the TV guy who's now a GM and a coach. What a shock. I looked at Mike Sando's quarterback tiers this morning. He has Derek Carr ranked as the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. I think that's reasonable. I have him at 10. A study conducted last season, says Mike Sando's quarterback tier list, showed that Derek Carr got worse support from his own defense and special teams than any of 41 quarterbacks with at least three years as a starter over the past decade. The biggest criticism of Derek Carr is explainable. It says his issue, he doesn't like to get hit. A, nobody does. <laughs> B, his brother David Carr entered the league and took a physical beating for years. And that ended his brother, who he's really close with. He watched his brother take a beating physically for years. And so Derek, having watched somebody who he cares deeply about, his family go through something, like if you watch the member of your family go through a horrible divorce, you may not want to be inclined to get married really quickly. So Derek Carr watched his brother go through a physical beating, and he is really, really aware of get rid of the ball. But we all acknowledge in life the stuff that makes us cry, that tugs at our heart, that Hollywood writes scripts about is overcoming adversity. Derek Carr is the picture of it. And last year, Henry Ruggs, John Gruden in the tougher AFC, he carried them, the life preserver for the franchise in the desert. He carried them to the playoffs. So, yes, folks, Mac Jones and two and Kirk Cousins complete 70 percent in the clean pocket. That ain't the game. Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh drafted him. Give him a clean pocket for six years. He's going to complete 68% of his throws. But the Steelers have a bad old line. Now let's see like Derek Carr, if eight years later, you can be a three-time pro bowler. He's a three-time pro bowler with a good seven years left. He better buy a gold jacket. He's going to be given one, but he should just get used to wearing it. And by the way, once again, what does Derek Carr have this year? A new coach, <laughs> a new general manager. The division is now the toughest in my lifetime. And I wouldn't be shocked if they've made the playoffs. I may not predict it, but I wouldn't be shocked. Shocked. Joy Taylor with the news. All right, there we go. So yeah, Pineapple in the chat says, are you sure this is coward? I know, but see, that's what I'm talking about. Like it's, but it's legit. Like those are great points. 
that he's making. And I think, look, and I don't want to make this the Derek Carr show, but you know, I th- I, th- I think it's an excellent uh, job there done by Coward, and um, and I appreciate his willingness to have flexibility and actual truth to his analysis. That it's not, as I mentioned, I'm not going to rehash everything I already said. It's not one lane reporting. I really, really appreciate that because there's so much of that in our world and especially our sports world and especially with the God dang Raiders, man. And uh, so anyways, and especially with guys like Paul, not our Paul, our Paul is great. You know, the Paul I'm talking about. Um, and I, I guess I should, but I, I didn't, I didn't pull that audio. I, let's just talk about it real quick. I didn't pull that audio. Cause I figured it was the, everybody had already heard it a million times. Uh, and if you're, if you're not familiar with it, it's Paul Gutierrez. Um, basically he, uh, you know, challenges Derek, uh, in, in, in Derek's first press conference, does it with a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of snark to him. And, uh, and Derek calls him out on it. And Derek calls him out on his negativity. And, uh, and his quote was, uh, why don't you pump that back a little bit, which is super nice, sweet Christian Derek Carr telling the Paul Gutierrez to go F himself. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, which was, it was great. I like edgy Derek Carr. Um, again, I, I said I wasn't going to make this the Derek Carr hour, and so I'm, I'm going to shut up. But, like, I like players with a little bit of a chip. I like players that play, again, not necessarily angry, but with edge. We talked about it with Josh Jacobs. Like, we might see a little bit of that this year. But, like, what is Raider player defined as? When you think of the greats, when you think of Jack Tatum, you think of Lyle Alzado, you think of Matt Millen, you think of, you know, I don't know, you pick it. I'm wearing his damn jersey, Gene Upshaw. Edge, a little bit of, little again, not anger, but a little bit of just freaking little extra something for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a Raider for you. So if that's what Derek, and he's exuded this at different times, but then we also see, like, aw shucks, Derek, too. Aw shucks, Derek is great. In the off season, when it's time to put on the pads and it's time to it's go time and you're on the field, I want a dog, man. Like, and that's what I think that we're seeing. And when it's time to, when you're in front of reporters, don't take no shit from them, Derek. Call them out. Call them out on their bullshit. Like, punk them. Like, they're setting themselves up for it. If they're just going to be assholes openly in a press conference, call them out on their bullshit. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. And so good for Derek because you know he's going to do it in a nice way. Because he's a nice guy. So he's not going to do it in a way to like, you know, he's not just going to do like what I just did and call, Paul, call, Paul, call Paul Gutierrez an asshole. Um, but yeah, tell him he needs to pump it, move it back, slow down, watch your tone. Dude, I love it. I think it's great. So anyways, all right, next up, let's get to, um, speaking of people that, <laughs> that hate the Raiders, um, how about a career Bronco? Uh, or who's actually a Redskin for a while too, but, uh, but mostly known to, for, as, a, as a Bronco. And I'm talking about Mark Schlereth. So Mark Schlereth, although he is a former Bronco, I kind of like him as an analyst. He's a pretty good analyst. Seems to be pretty level-headed for the most part. And, um, and doesn't just hate on the Raiders to hate, although he has all the reason to, being a former Bronco. Um, but he appeared on the Rich Eisen show the other day. Oh, my, my, my buddy Murph. He's not just consistent, he's a man of his word. Thank you, Rich Eisen. And on the Rich Eisen show, Rich, as we all know, has been ride or die for the Raiders this offseason. He is, uh, somebody mentioned it in the chat, he refers to them as my Raiders. He's all about the Raiders, picked them to win the division. Like, Rich is all in on your Las Vegas Raiders this year. And Rich is one of my all-time favorites. He's an absolute legend in broadcasting. And so I, I love it that he's freaking, you know, 
on this Raider thing so very, very much. It is so, so cool. And so we appreciate Rich. But also, again, willing to have conversation that's outside of just his own personal take on it of the Raiders being, you know, a great team this year, has on Mark Schlereth, a guy that, you know, if you want to point counterpoint this thing, I don't know, bring on a guy that won two Super Bowl rings with the Broncos uh, to count, uh, uh, bring on as a counterpoint. But check out Schlereth, man. Like, this is pretty cool. I have been all over the Raiders. I love the Devontae Adams uh, acquisition. Uh, I think it's a rarity when you've got a talent like his uh, being acquired, and then even more rare that the quarterback who you're pairing him with goes way back. They're tight. They love each other, and the chemistry is already there, and they've already played together, um, although years ago. I I love what the Raiders have done, and I think they win that division, and I hand it off to you that way, Mark Schlereth. Well, you know, I, I I hate the Raiders with a white hot intensity of a thousand suns. So, uh, <laughs> but let me let me just tell you, I, I think they're a pretty damn good team. I think uh, Derek Carr is one of the most undervalued players in the league, regardless of position. I think he's that good. And Devontae Adams, like Aaron Aaron Rodgers told me about Devontae Adams. He said, "Listen, man, this guy comes back to the huddle, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't throw a fit about, hey, man, I'm open or this, that, or the other. He'll say, hey." In this formation, when we were in this in the first quarter, I got this coverage and I got this leverage. So if we get into a critical situation in third down, we get back in that formation with that play called, I'm going to change my route to this, and I'll be wide open. And then Aaron will go, okay, duly noted. They'll get in the situation. They'll look at each other and go, okay, we're in. Like his intelligence rivals that of Cooper Cup at the wide receiver position, like a quarterback playing wide receiver and then in critical situations second down and long third down and long situations i mean you know he's going to get double teamed and it doesn't matter he's just better than you he's like globo gym we're better than you and we know it. You know, he's, that's that's the way that guy plays the game the way he plays that position so I, i'm with you on the raiders their acquisitions chandler jones um probably undervalued uh you know people think of him as just a pass rusher but that dude can play the run that guy plays with great leverage he's a really good football player uh, on the opposite side of uh you know Max Crosby who is just that dude has a nonstop motor so i'm i'm with you on the raiders and their offseason acquisitions i think they've significantly improved their uh their roster all right, there we go. So uh, Pineapple in the chat says he wants to pick the Raiders, but he is a donkey. Yeah, you heard him lead off his comments. He hates the Raiders with the, the intensity of a thousand suns. And uh, yeah, and but he's look at, and I, again, I got to respect that. Like you kind of take your own personal interest out and you address and analyze and report the story in a fair way. What a concept. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I love that. And again, he doesn't have to do that. Um, but he does. And frankly, I think in response, I'm not make it all about this, this thing, but like, if you're going to be a national analyst, yeah, I get it that you hate the Raiders, but just like what Schlereth said, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give them what they, they got coming, which is that they've done these amazing things. They got these amazing players. They're doing things the right way. Like, so I got to respect that. Now us on the other hand, I don't I don't have to respect what the donkeys are doing or the Chargers or the Chiefs or whatever because I'm not a member of national media. I'm a host of a little, you know, show in my freaking bonus room talking to Raider fans. So, like, I don't have to be, uh, you know, unbiased or whatever in my reporting or my analysis or my opinion or whatever. I can be as opinionated as hell. 
because this is all, all I care about is the Raiders. I don't give a shit about anything else other in the NFL. I can appreciate things. I can appreciate an Aaron Rodgers. I can appreciate, you know, uh, like whatever other players or their teams or whatever. And like the way they do things like I got to appreciate that stuff. But like, but I'm not a fan of that stuff. I don't have to be nice to them. But I think if you're going to be a national media member, regardless of what your personal interest is in your history, you should be. So anyway, so respect to Schlereth there. Like he's, he's giving it to the Raiders um, and, and giving them their, their, their propers on it, and they should. So, and again, and that's not telling you guys anything new. Anybody listening to this, man, like, you know, you're in for this as anybody if you're listening to a fan-created, you know, Raider podcast. So, anyways, good stuff there from, from our, of course, our good friend Rich Eisen and, uh, and uh, from, uh, what's his name? Mark Schlereth. I already played that one. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raider. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Moss, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. I appreciate everybody in the chat. Watts Raiders in there. What's up, bud? Uh, he says he definitely can't say his Broncos are better than us because they haven't beaten us in two years. <laughs> Let's go, dude. That's awesome. Right on. I love it, man. You know, there's, you know, I know there's levels of hate. You know, I don't hate anything in real life, but um, but in terms of sports, I can hate a lot of things, and uh, and and I hate the damn Broncos, man. I, I like some people like the Chiefs are their squad. Uh, old school Raider fans like they hate the Steelers, like. Not me, man. The Broncos. That's my. I, I hate the Broncos more than anything else in the entire world. Because <laughs> like, in my real life, I don't hate anything. So it's only my sports life. And so in my sports life, my most hated thing is the Broncos. So like, so it goes Broncos, then probably Dodgers, then Lakers. Well, actually, I would go Broncos, then the entire Raider division. So then you know the Chargers and the Chiefs. And then the Dodgers and the Lakers. And then I don't know what else after that. Tell me what yours is, uh, Raider Nation. I'm curious. to uh, Raider Camp says, hell yes, I hate the Broncos. Right there with you. I, dude, the worst. Like, I, I, I hate the, those Peyton Manning years. That iced it. I thought it was bad during the Elway years. Like, I hated them so much and him during those years. But, man, those Peyton years when they were the darlings of the NFL and Peyton with his little stupid – and I'm not – I don't dislike Peyton Manning, but that little game, that little game of hot potato that they did after he scored his touchdown. And like, it's like, oh, give me a effing break, man. It was so stupid. I just can't stand the goddamn Broncos, man. The worst. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see more in the chat room there. Uh, Seattle. Yeah, there you go. That's an old school Raider uh, one. That comes from our buddy Paul. Uh, no, that came from Kill Jadis. Uh, Paul says the Chiefs. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was we got there? Victory Raiders. The Dodgers suck. Let's go, <laughs> Victory Raider. Yeah, because I'm an A's fan. When Kirk Gibson hit that home run, it sealed up my my uh, my hatred of the freaking Dodgers. Let alone I'm a Northern California guy, and we just don't get along well with Southern California teams. Um, Michelle Sweat says I hate the effing Chiefs. Uh, Lala Meloso says the Giants, the Chiefs, and the Celtics. Uh, dig that. Chronicles of the Black Hole says, I don't hate the donkeys. They suck. Uh, B. Al says, Cowboys and Vikings at the top of my list. I dig that. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Lee B. says, it used to be the Broncos, but the Chiefs and Chargers have surpassed them. I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, definitely of recent history. It's way more, than, especially the Chiefs. Um, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider says, Omaha, the F out of here. 
Uh, Michelle Sweat hates the Cowboys. Uh, she says, go Dodgers. Michelle, come on. Why you got to do that? I thought we were cool. I thought we were friends. Dodgers. Uh, Pineapple says, I hate the Cowboys. Uh, Raider Shanks says, Chiefs always hated them. There you go. Some good stuff there from the chat room. We appreciate you. And because more of you and less of us is a good thing, and it's easy to do that tonight. Uh, on, a, on a show where it's just a podcast selfie. It's just me here in the studio. So appreciate you, everybody that's in the chat room. As Molly's in there. Kevin, the Raider nerd, freaking hates the Chargers. Um, <laughs> HYB in there says, I hate when my plate is empty. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now you see me, now you don't is in there. Uh, let's see, who else we got? Raider Shake is in there. Pineapple's in there. Jesse Perkins is in there. Uh, he hates the Broncos. Uh, Fabricator Gill, Donkey's number one on his list. Uh, Paul, Michelle, Lee B., Bial, Daniel, Lalo, uh, so many of our good friends are in there. We appreciate you so very, very much. Of course, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, and uh, let's go. So speaking of more of you and less of us, let's get to your calls. Let's get to your emails, and uh, we call it a uh, – what do we call it? I don't know. I, I named it. I don't know it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We call it the Sea of Fans Mailbag. Fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He's thrown. It is. All right, you can contact this show a multitude of ways. You can do it live in the chat room at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, you can call the show at the Raiders Fan Radio hotline, which is 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And uh, leave a message. You can do that anytime. It is open 24-7. And hey, a lot of you that well, we know in the chat, like, call. Like, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to add you to the list of made men and made women, folks that show up each and every week and, uh, and we've never heard from live. So call. Uh, appreciate you. Raider Cam is in there. Uh, yeah, man, call. Like, definitely give us a shout. I'd love to hear from you guys because, I mean, this what this, the whole reason this show is called Raiders Fan Radio, it ain't us. It's you. You for Raiders fans, it's about Raiders fans, and so we want to hear from Raiders fans. And when I say more of you and less of us is a good thing, I'm not joking. Um, all right, so uh, the last way you can contact us is by emailing us. You can email the show at show, that is S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. I'll slow down. Show, S-H-O-W, that overly complicated and inventive email address is show at RaidersFanRadio.com. And you can email us anytime. And if we read your email in a definite amount of times, you can become a made man or a made woman. All right, let's start off with our good buddy. He is in the chat room tonight, and so we appreciate you. Uh, Raider Shank, he sends us an, an email, and uh, he's well on his way to, to, to made man status, that young man out there uh, holding it down for Raider Nation. I believe he's up there in Canada, and we appreciate you, Raider Shank. And um, uh, let's see, so this is, I think, the second or third email we've gotten from you, and, uh, and he's been in the chat room a lot, and, and so we appreciate him, and you're getting close there, buddy. Uh, anyways, he says, Hello, RFR Nation. Well, I'm back from my vacation to the Caribbean. Show off. And ready to dive back into the Raiders. Obviously, training camp started a while started while I was away, and I didn't get a chance to read anything. I also know that it was great. The Raiders are clearly back and will dump dookies on the donkeys, dolts, and queefs all season long. 
Hey, watch your mouth. He, he's a, he's, for those of you who don't know, he's a, he's a young fellow. He's a teenager. Um, and uh, which is awesome, by the way. I love it that we have young Raider fans in, on this show. Uh, hold it down, man. That's so cool. Anyways, he says, I was also watching a YouTube video on how things were getting worse for the Queefs, and I think that that team will be irrelevant in a few seasons. When Patrick Mahomes starts to regress and Andy Reid has a heart attack from the Golden Corrals at the McDonald's. Fret. I can't wait for the season to start, and the Hall of Fame game is just around the corner. I really wish I could go to Nashville, but being I'm 14, I'm broke as heck. <laughs> I love the show as always. I'll catch you guys later. Raiders! That's our good buddy. Raider Shank. That's awesome, man. Good job. I agree with them, man. The Raiders are the Raiders. The Chiefs are going to regress. Like, you don't sign half a billion dollar contracts and not regress. Oh, yeah. They already lost Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. Orlando Brown is uh, in, in a holdout situation. Oh, yeah. Kelsey is, is on the decline. I'm telling you, he's a, that's a very insightful and astute uh, opinion and just in time for the Raiders' resurgence. So let's effing go. All right, um, <laughs> here in the Q-Dog Raiders says, fat of the week. You know, Andy Reid, we could give that to him each and every week. He really, we really need to give it to Jamarcus Russell. I tried to get that story in, but the guys here in the fan cave didn't want to hear it, and, and, and it's too late now. We started training camp. We got much more important positive things to go to besides stupid freaking Jabusta's fat back. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, 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 one of those two guys could win it each and every week. All right, next up, let's go to uh, uh, Matthew Mangus emails us and he says hello rfr family today is the today is the day wait let me slow down today is the day it's pad day in training camp say that five times fast this is the day that separates the boys from the men i never played football but i always loved when the football team got their pads because then it becomes real you're either gonna hit someone or you're gonna get hit and end up being someone's yeah on the wrong end of it now for prediction. <laughs> Damn, Matthew. I thought your brother was the potty mouth one. Now for predictions. I predict the Raiders will go 12-5. and five. That's a good for a high wild card and maybe win the division. I think so. I think that's, that's division winning caliber, considering that they're all going to beat up on each other within the division. I genuinely believe that the Chargers will charge her. The Broncos aren't shit, even with Russ. And the Chiefs, wait a minute, you don't believe in, that's right. The Chiefs will have an adjustment period and might be able to might be able to have it figured out. For offensive MVP, I'm going with Derek Carr, who I predict will throw for over 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. Let's go. For defensive MVP, I choose Patrick Graham. Oh, I love that. Yes, I'm going with a coach over a player because I believe he'll have a significant impact with his scheme to keep a defense guessing. That's it for me. Enjoy the show. Yours truly, Matthew Mingus. Proud made man, two-time, two-time, two-time Gemini man winner, diehard Raider fan since 95. P.S. Karaoke kid, eat your heart out and remember, RKO out of nowhere, brother. <laughs> Appreciate you. So for those of you that are new to the show, we do, uh, we do an award show every year. And uh, we call it the Fannies. And we give away, uh, one of our awards is the Gemini man, which is the award for uh, two people most likely to be one person. And uh, Daniel and his brother, Matthew Mangus, are twins in real life. And uh, they won the award the first year, but then lost it. <laughs> and they lost it to the Raider Karaoke Kid and then won it back again this year. And you're going to hear from them uh, here in a little bit as well, which is always a blast to hear from our buddy, the Manguses or the Mangai, as we call them, Daniel and Daniel. I put a U in you. Uh, Daniel and Matthew. Um, 
Let's see. Michelle Sweat says, I can't wait to see Mahomes tap dancing ass get his bell rung continuously every game. Amen, Michelle. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna be all over that guy. I can't guys remember okay, here you go. Here's an here's one for 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 the old folks in the room. Who knows what the Malachi Crunch is? Anybody remember the Malachi Crunch? That's what Chandler Jones and Max Crosby are gonna do to Patrick Mahomes. The Malachi, <laughs> I'm not gonna go down this far. The Malachi, I'll just tell you. The Malachi Crunch was from Happy Days, and Pinky Tuscadero, uh, she had a brother who died in a demolition car derby accident, and it's because the Malachis killed them because they crashed their cars at the same time, like this, on both sides of, of, of Pinky Tuscadero's brother, and, and, and he died in the Malachi Crunch. And so that's what Chandler Jones and Max Crosby are going to do to Patrick Mahomes, otherwise known as Kermit the Flog, Flog, Frog, and just give him the old Malachi Crunch. Hey, Trinidad got it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Malachi, uh, like Malachi, but Malachi. Yeah, uh, now you see me die. <laughs> That's Dark Murph. What the F? <laughs> Michelle Sweat says, Happy Days reference with Susie Quattro. <laughs> Paul Edgerton. Sounds Italian, so we'll go with it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the old Malachi. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what channel. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. All right. We got to, I'm going to, we'll put that on a shirt. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby's visage and say, and have it say the Malachi Crunch up and coming. All right. Next up, our good buddy, Paul, man. So there's, um, we do a, uh, let me see. I'm going to have to find a soundbite because I lost it last week. So uh, we have, as I mentioned Capo earlier, we have a, we have a captain of the, of the, of the, the, the callers of the, of the voicemailers. And we call him the Capo. He's Aaron, the Q Dog Raider. We also have a Capo of the emailers and uh he is our buddy paul he is out there in shropshire mississippi otherwise known as the uk and he always uh ends this segment so let's check in with our buddy paul and hear what he's got going on he says hey everybody hope all is well now that training camp has finally started we're in the early stages of roster development i'm sure some of us are speculating as to who will have a big impact on our season i've seen a few questions being discussed on social media and decided to add some of my own thoughts in the coming year Okay. Biggest leap. Alex Leatherwood. Love that. I think Alex Leatherwood. Get to that time of the show. Doing a selfie, man. Talking for over an hour straight. I'm getting mumble mouth. Biggest leap. Alex Leatherwood. I admit I was guilty of a lack of patience with Alex last season. The biggest issue I had was his constant penalties and seeming lack of understanding to learn from his mistakes. It was very unfair of me because as a rookie, he was pretty much thrown to the wolves. In the first three or four games in particular, he was playing against good running teams and he was exposed too often. I think he'll shut me and a lot of others up this year, and I'm looking forward to eating crow. Prove it year. This goes to Jonathan Abram. He simply has to perform consistently and injury-free. So far, he hasn't set the world on fire and is arguably the biggest disappointment from his draft class. He's not played well in the position he was drafted at, so he needs to find something quickly, form an identity, because nobody is irreplaceable. Player on a knife edge, Josh Jacobs. 28 is a strange one. He's shown lots of ability a lot of the time, but some in Raider Nation don't seem as sold on him, which surprises me. His fitness issues have been a concern, but that hasn't been helped by him using, by using him too much at times because of deficiencies elsewhere. Yeah, I agree with that, Paul. And, you know, and also that like, whole idea of, like, this West Coast John Gruden offense where they're just pounding the football all the time. That ain't gonna happen. Like that ain't, that's not what Josh McDaniels does. So it's Josh Jacobs is he might be the wild card. I like I like you call him player on a knife's edge, but he's also the wild card, man. Like 
could go so far one way or the other this year. Anyways, I digress. Back to you. I like Josh a lot. Think he'll improve under the new setup. We no longer have to rely on him solely, so he'll have a running back group that can be used for specific situations, which will benefit him, and help him maintain his fitness. Add that to the play calling will be better, fresher, and more 21st century. Don't rule out a stellar year for 28 and a new restructured contract as well. Most underrated, Divine Diablo, Nate Hobbs, and Anthony Averett. Let's go, Paul. Not underrated by us, but definitely by the media. They'll all know their names by the end of the season, though, because this trio will feed this year. Let's go. Oh, that fires me up, Paul. Best rookie. Oh, interesting. This is a choice of two. Neil Farrell Jr. I love watching his tape after the draft. And if he can make the transition to the NFL quickly enough, he could be destructive. But keep an eye on... Oh, you had to do this to me, Paul, because I cannot read. Bamadele Olaseni. I hope I'm doing that right. I'm going to try it again. Bamadele Olaseni. The six foot seven inch, 339 pound tackle is a beast and could be a real find. Best new addition, Devontae Adams. Couldn't be anybody else, could it? Uh, nothing else to say other than I still can't believe we managed to sign him. Best new addition, defense, Chandler Jones. Absolutely. An upgrade uh, last year is this fellow will actually finish plays, unlike Yannick Ngakwe, who couldn't be bothered to chase anybody. Ooh, some Yannick Ngakwe heat. But apologize to Yannick, and that wasn't all our fault, was it? Dang, Paul, taking a taking a run at old uh, uh, at Yannick there. Uh, Max Crosby will benefit from Jones, and they'll be as good of a duo as DADC. Surprise player, Mac Hollins. I think this guy was a good sneaky signing for us. Will make some big plays this year at receiver on special teams. I agree. In red zone, he's a big dude. Like you know, like that that guy can go up and get the ball. So like that's your. I don't want to call him Brian Edwards 2.0 because he's probably better than Brian Edwards. But, like, there's your big, strong receiver there. So I, I love that call. Best player, Derek Carr. This is where we want D.C. to have to break records again. We've continually asked for weapons to help him, and now everything's in place. He'll have our best player, and I have no doubt that he will be. This just might be the year we see number four. Bring us number four. Ooh, I like it. Away from the Raiders, okay? AFC contenders, Buffalo Bills. They're a really good balanced team with a good coach. If we're in the market for picking money, though, for picking a money, no object, I'd choose Josh Allen a Harpy. Yeah, man, Josh Allen's like, I mean, I, he's probably the best of the young and up-and-coming quarterbacks. And, yes, I mean better than Mahomes. I think he's better than Burrow. I, th- I think Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a beast, man. He's a big dude, big arm, like, I, you know, can move. Like, I don't know. I, I think Josh Allen is really good. Um, again, that's just a – a side note because I don't really pay that much attention to Buffalo Bills football, but you just see like that dude's gonna like. There's a lot of I don't even think he's seen the ceiling. I think that's what I'm trying to say is that that guy's really good and can just only get better. Um, and and got digs there with him. Like talk about studs. Um, and stupid Von Miller. Oh my gosh, Von Miller could have it if the Buffalo Bills are the AFC favorite. I believe right now, that's three teams he's got three rings with. I don't know how many people have ever done that. You'd have to look it up. Um, if somebody knows in the chat room, let me know how many players have won three championships with three different teams. I can think of a lot of twos. You know, Charles Haley, Ken Norton, like there's a lot of guys like that. Um, but not a ton that have done it with three teams. I can't imagine. But anyways, let me know if you, if you got one in there. Um, all right, back to Paul's email. Sorry, I keep digressing. NFC uh, contenders, LA Rams, I don't think they'll be far away this year. Too many consistent players. Biggest flop, Kermit Mahomes. The sands of time are running out on you, you fat-ass fool. <laughs> biggest ego, Travis Kelsey. The biggest ego since Phillip Rivers. 
Um, or Phillips bionic hips rivers, he calls them. Most consistent coach for his services off the field, not on them, will be big fret Andy, Andy Reid, the guy who uses a tablecloth as a servette. I don't know what that is. Big fatty fat fat. <laughs> Jeez, Paul. I really want to hope he doesn't discover Domenico's folks. QB Jeff would be able to retire on the profits there. Be no food left for anybody else. Biggest jerk in the media. Long list of possibilities with this one. Paul Gutierrez could be the contender next year, but for personal vendetta and continuous garbage spouted by Florio, I'll keep him at the top of the tree. He's a tired old fart of a man and insignificant as they come. And his hatred for the Raiders is as worn out as a hooker's doorbell. And damn you, Paul. I'd like to apologize in advance to the Raiders players above, uh, mentioned above as my track record with these kinds of things isn't good. For example, the last one I did, I was convinced that Tanner Muse was going to be the next big thing. Time will tell. Stay safe. RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner 2019 and 2022. Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020. BRT Sizzler Scorekeeper. Proud made man. Five time, five time, five time, plus one, plus one, plus one. Winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. <sighs> Paul! 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 Paul. All right, appreciate you, Paul. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat room tonight. PSP Raiderette is in there. Gladiator Raider. Victory Raider is in there. Uh, our buddy Paul, of course, is in there. Uh, Raider Cam is in there. Lee B, Lala Meloso, Kill Jadis, Fabricator Gill, Aaron Q Dog Raider, Raider Cam, uh, Michelle Sweat. Uh, Michelle Sweat says, if you plan on coming to Nashville when Raider Nation takes over the city, join the Raiders Fan Radio meetup page on Facebook to see what's happening that weekend. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate that very, very much. Yes, and definitely check it out. Uh, it, we have it on Facebook. Kevin the Raider Nerd put that together for us, and uh, you can keep up with all of our festivities going on around that game. In Nashville, we're going to do... Um, uh, we're going to do a uh, Music City Raider Nation is having a party on Saturday night uh, that we're going to go be a part of and cannot wait to, um, to to get together with those folks and, and, and celebrate Raider Nation. And then the next day, game day, we're going to be doing a joint tailgate with the Bussin' with the Boys crew. Uh, we will be downtown at uh, one of two places. We're not sure which one yet. We're waiting on construction to maybe finalize. Uh, to determine where we're going to be. But anyways, one way or the other, uh, we're going to be downtown Nashville with our buddies from Bussin' with the Boys, Will Compton and the crew, uh, JP, Blas, Garrett, and, uh, and, and Jack, and we, we appreciate those guys uh, so very, very much and, and look forward to our tailgate down there. So definitely check us out for that. And all that info as it comes out will be released there on that Facebook page. So thank you for that, uh, Michelle. All right, next up, let's get to the calls. Let's hear from the guy... Uh, we respected him a ton tonight. Uh, he's on the on the screen right there, requesting thirty seconds of Paul. Thirty seconds of Paul, and and those emails are amazing. But how about six minutes of Capo? Let's check in with our good friend. He is the leader of the crew. He is Aaron, the Q Dog Raider. Greetings, uh, America. Sick Larry Moss, Thunderball Sunny, Sergeant Ron Specific, Big Raider Chucker, Hojo from the Universe Beast, Ramon the Mean King, Swag Jeff, Wild Raider, Chuck Spiderhead McCann from the Inebriation, Ron the Mater Raider Nation. Last week, 
I got my wires crossed a little bit, and I failed to make a call to the show. I was out at the 83rd Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated Grand Conclave in Mojo's Backyard of the Queen City. That's right, Charlotte, North Carolina, baby. Um, in my absence, uh, I say I might have had a chance or two in order to recap on the fly, the replay of the show. Less of me sometimes actually is better. It was a great show in 252. It was like that, homie. Humbly, I want to say it's probably a, a selfie done by my man Murph, so let's go ahead and get it. Another YouTube sports show recently caught up with former San Diego supercharger uh, Philip Rivers at the, uh, I guess it was a Senior Bowl Hall of Fame or something like that. It was some sort of a induction ceremony, and many topics were discussed, but a wild prediction was made, and Rivers had an interesting reaction. Needless to say, many of the Las Vegas Raider fans might tend to agree with. Now, Crane & Company have the L.A. Superchargers uh, winning the championship this season, their first in the Super Bowl era. Regardless, that was a bold proclamation given to Rivers, and, you know, he simply shook his head in disbelief and laughed. Hell, we would. Um, Rivers is well known for speaking his mind. On top of that, you know, the guy is funny as hell, but he doesn't cuss. He doesn't use profanity. Rivers couldn't hold back his shock and disbelief, however, whenever that proposition was put to him. Now, there was no co-signing done by Rivers whatsoever. In fact, when readdressing the prediction at the end of the interview, he once again was dismissive, considering how much he loves and pulls for the Chargers and current QB Justin Herbert. You know, too many of the talking heads and prognosticators are, are placing uh, their faith in the superchargers, but clearly Rivers is not. He's not going to commit, at least not as of three weeks ago. Somehow Rivers ironically finds himself in lockstep with Raider Nation. It's clear that from his reaction expressions that Rivers doesn't exactly believe that the Chargers are going to do anything, especially when the big one, let alone finding a way to beat the Raiders, a task that, you know, kind of proved too difficult for them to do it whenever they needed it most last season. A newly acquired all-world Las Vegas Raiders Receiver, I'm talking about Devontae Adams. He turned a few heads last week whenever, you know, he started speaking on his old college quarterback and current quarterback, Derek Carr. Adams spoke on going um, basically from Aaron Rodgers to his old friend, DC4, saying, anytime you change quarterbacks from a Hall of Famer to a Hall of Famer, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. <laughs> no stuff, Buttercup. Clearly, Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is you know, a back-to-back -back MVP, a former Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he is arguably the best thrower of the football that probably has ever, you know, laced him up. Carr is a three-time, three-time, three-time Pro Bowl selection, <laughs> but not an all-pro. But he has no playoff victories in his eight NFL seasons. I think that might have come up a time or two before and is not in the same stratosphere with Rodgers in terms of talent. The star receiver had to clarify his comments later on by saying, I left one word out because that's not exactly what I meant. But I do think that Derek Carr's career isn't exactly over and is Hall of Fame worthy. And why not? Does he have the MVPs right now? No. Has he won a Super Bowl yet? Not yet. That's obviously what we're chasing here. And I'm with that. That type of mentality, let's get it. But Big Raider Trucker and I will we'll throw on our, our, our Murph goggles for a little bit longer and look for DC4 to achieve his yet-to-be-fulfilled destiny with the silver and black. 
<laughs> so much for a wide receiver number two, huh? How good is our offensive lineup, really, considering that Julio Jones just fine with the Buccaneers, and he was, really could have been our number two receiver. Can you imagine throwing the ball up to him? Darren Wall, uh, Waller could. Now, he goes to the Bucks. Okay, the rich kid richer. Silver linings. Isn't it just tasty to witness the Chiefs having problems with their prize offense? <laughs> yes, let's go. Brown. Over a year ago, the Chiefs sent a first round of the Baltimore for Brown as part of, of a deal that included exchanging of number one picks from both uh, of those teams in order to, you know, move the needle forward in their aspirations. Now, fast forward some 14 months, and Brown is indeed a franchise tag individual. But after off-season negotiations, you know, didn't work out the way that they thought they did, hey, my man said he's going to sit out uh, preseason camp. I'm for it. I'm with it. Now, all the more reason for the mess-infused so-called Chiefs kingdom to sweat their upcoming matchups against our Raiders if this isn't resolved soon. Hashtag Chiefdom, the hit list. Safety, Dallin Labor. Guard, Jordan Meredith, Jackson Mahomes, Roger Goodell, Jerry Jones, Daniel Snyder, Jim Rome, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, and Insurrectionist. Rue. All right, there he is. Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. I'm with you. I hope he sits out. Nah, don't even go. Don't even go. And I, and I hold out for like a super big contract. That'd be, a, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I love it. So we appreciate you, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Uh, Paul in the chat says, that's why you're the capo. Absolutely. Uh, we appreciate Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, and his always amazing um, uh, contributions to the to Raiders Fan Radio. Kiljada says, no, Paul Gutierrez on the hit list. I was curious about that. I was curious about that. Uh, not having Paul Gutierrez. And then, uh, but he put Dolan Leavitt on there, who Dolan Leavitt is now a member of the Green Bay Packers. I was surprised. Like, that was the first cut. Like, and I've given Donald leave it a lot of shit on the show. And, like, and I think rightfully so. Like, not that I can play safety any better than he can, but, like, dude was a liability. And I know, yeah, he made some plays and stuff, but, like, not very many. But, um, yeah, like, the, the, like, that was the player they cut. Like, that was kind of a big deal. I, I got my attention anyways. I know that he's, like, I don't get too caught up in backups of backups and all that kind of stuff. But, like, like that was, like, they were, like, nah, that guy, F you, out of here. <laughs> and then now he's going to play with his buddy Basaccia. But, you know, anyways, more power to him. Hope he does a, you know, has a fine career there in Green Bay, uh, far away from the Raiders. All right, next up, let's check in uh, with the rest of the callers. We've got four of them to get to tonight. And uh, when we get to the end of the callers, we will award a Sizzler Award. Um, that goes to our best email or phone caller of the night. Normally, Uncle Mosh does that, but Uncle Mosh isn't here tonight. So then it goes to Swag Jeff. So like Jeff isn't here tonight. It's just me. So uh, I defer to the chat room. So whatever you guys tell me you think is your favorite email or phone call of the night, they will get tonight's Sizzler Award. And our first caller checking in with our uh, w- with us is our good buddy down there in Vegas. He is Cool Cody. Hey, this is uh, Cody Thompson, a.k.a. Cool Cody. Um, so here it is Tuesday, the day before pads, and... Um, I am just so fired up for the season. Um, been doing a lot of fantasy football mock drafts. I don't know if you guys do them, but I, I just got to say I'm, I'm so terrible. I pick all Raiders. No Chargers, no Chiefs, no Donkeys. And I lose money every single year. So I, I don't know why the hell I do this. But uh, it's that time of year. Just get fired up. Been listening to a lot of these 
these post-game or post-practice interviews. And uh, that's really what I'm calling in for because that one with Derek Carr the other day, telling Paul Gutierrez to shut the hell up, uh, <laughs> it really just got me fired up. I, I like the edge that he's, he's coming in with this year. You can just tell he's just – He's sick of the bullshit, and uh, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't be more excited. This is exactly what I want, you know, from our quarterback here, just to have that kind of the edge on him, not the not the quarterback that's going to sit up there and just tell you what he thinks you want to hear. So, uh, super fired up, and uh, can't wait for the season to start. Uh, but until next time, go Raiders. All right, there he is. Cool Cody, man. Appreciate you calling in. And, uh, yeah, so I'm with you on fantasy football. I am the worst fantasy football player ever because, yeah, I won't pick Chiefs. I won't pick Chargers. I won't pick Broncos. I won't pick Niners. I won't pick Cowboys. I won't pick Steelers. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and, and the list goes on and on. Like, and there's just some players I won't pick. Like, so I'm terrible at fantasy football. I'm the guy that starts Alec Ingold. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just round, I draft nothing but Raiders. And, and then I lose and I'm terrible. So I gave it up. I quit playing fantasy football because it's just, and then I'm also the guy too, cause I just draft nothing but Raiders that like, so I always lose on the bye week because I don't have anything but Raiders, but then I just draft them on. Then I just start them on. Then I don't check it. So like, cause here's the thing. Like I don't ever want to compromise my fandom and even the slightest. And this isn't, you know, I'm not talking junk on anybody that plays fantasy football, man. Knock yourself out. Do your thing. But for me personally, I don't ever want to be in a situation where I'm watching a football game, and even if they're not playing the Raiders, I'm like, yeah, Travis Kelsey scored. Never, ever. I don't ever want to feel that way. God forbid they're playing against the Raiders. But, like, I don't ever want to feel like, you know, like I'm like, oh, well, you know, uh, I don't know, pick Burks scores for the Titans. Yeah, but I got him on my fantasy team, so it's okay. Like, yeah, I know it was against, you know, obviously if they're playing the Raiders, I want the Raiders to win, but I want Burks to still have a good game. No, I don't want him to have a good game. We're playing them. I want to not have him have a good game. I hope he doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want Ryan Tannehill or Derrick Henry or – I don't want those guys to have good games, ever, when, especially when they're playing us. So I'm just I'm, – I'm terrible at that. So I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, Watts Raiders says, I usually draft two Raiders. I'm playing for money. And that's the thing. Like, I get it. Like, people play for money. Like, that's, I mean, again, it's like gambling, whatever. Do your thing. Like, but like, for me personally, like, I just can't hedge my fandom. Like, not even that 1%, man. It just, like, and that doesn't make anybody else's any less than. It's just, that's just me because I'm crazy about this shit. So, anyways. All right. Next up, let's check in with my cousin, Sonny. So, I started this podcast back in 2016. 17, I think, 2016, whenever it was. We started Raiders Fan Radio proper, but my cousin Sonny and I started podcasting together back in 2012. So we've been doing this for like 10, working on 11 years. We've been podcasting. So Sonny is a musician. He has an incredibly successful um, uh, addictions counseling business uh, up there in the Pacific Northwest where he takes care of adolescents who are at struggle with substance abuse and and, uh, has an amazing practice and is literally doing the Lord's work uh, he's also a, a musician, as I mentioned, and does a lot of uh, musical things with his practice. It's, it's great. I can brag on my cousin, Sonny, all day long. Well, occasionally, cousin Sonny will check back in with the show. And he said it was a late night the other night. <laughs> he goes, Murph, I don't know if you want to play this or not. It's pretty far out there. But Sonny took his Raider fandom and his musical ability and fused them together 
and sent me this. So it's, I'm just going to warn you on the front end, it's really off the wall. But if you listen to it, especially now, this will be like the fifth time I've heard it. It's kind of genius and it's kind of funny. So, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously around here. So I hope you can appreciate it. Let's check in with Cousin Sonny. Fuck that Michael Machines guy. Hey, Murph, this is Sonny. I wrote you a song because I know that you hate podcast selfies. I heard you do one by yourself. And these are like 12 different verses and all different talks about the Raiders. Ha, I'm going to Raiders. Fucking Sonny Rock. Hey there, Murph. Cousin Sonny. Just heard Antonio Brown's playing rolling loud. What the truck? Family friendly, right? Okay, okay. Duck that clown. <laughs> hey Murph, did you hear that the Raiders had a new president? <sighs> oh my gosh, she is freaking smart. Derek Carr has his college buddy now. I just can never tell if I'm supposed to, like, be real with it or not, you know? But this year, Murph, this year it feels different. Oh, those kids, they drafted, got a high motor. Derek Carr's firing his eyes. He's telling reporters to shut up. Derek Carr once challenged a fucking reporter to a street fight, too, oh. or some shit like that. Let's not forget. As long as Todd Downing's not coaching the Raiders, I think we got a pretty good damn chance. Pass me a tater. All right, shout out to all the bad men. You keep me going. Shout out to Murph Mosh. Swag! Empty 19, 20, and oh, I don't give a fuck how many games to go. My team is better than the hoes, Chiefs and the Judges and the Broncos. Oh, shit. I forgot there was F-bombs in there, but oh well. Yeah, <laughs> Lee B says, auto-tune is gold. Yes, because Sonny can't sing. Sonny plays guitar, but he is not a singer. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Paul Edgerton says, superb. Watts Raider says, we need a hook. All right, Sonny. Where's the hook, man? Bring that next week uh, or, or soon anyways. Oh, my gosh. That was too funny, man. Thank you, Cousin Sonny. I love it when he calls out the, the, the Chiefs, Chargers, and the Broncos there. That was amazing. All right, good stuff. All right, so we get the most creative callers around here, and you don't have to be a crazy creative caller. <laughs> Jerome Graves says to Sonny do shrooms. Um, no, he's a drug and alcohol addictions counselor. He's the opposite of that. Um, but uh, anyway, so um, uh, what was I saying? What was I at? Oh, yeah, speaking of creative callers, and you don't have to be a creative caller to call the show, but we do love it when you do fun stuff, when you do songs or you do impressions, uh, which is the case with our good buddy, uh, Kill Jadis. And so let's check in with the northernmost Raider fan. Hey, what's up, Murph, Patrio Mosh, Swaggy Jeff, and all my brothers and sisters of Southern Black. It's Kill Jadis. And the Macho Man Raider Savage. Well, Jeff, quite the stir lately with the media. Gee whiz. Yeah, football season's coming closer. We get to see who's a player and who's a post. And the media's doing the same thing over and over again, like a broken record in a haunted house. It just keeps playing and playing until you're absolutely sick of it. Only difference is that the record in a haunted house will stop playing if you give it a good smack. Can't do that with the media, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, okay, well, let's start with Devontae Adams. And people just stop 
with the blowing things out of proportion. That's like saying that my elbows are a deadly weapon and should be banned. But you forget that I am the one that's doing the drop for the top rope. Yeah. Eric Carr is, in fact, a Hall of Famer. He is for sure in the Raiders Hall of Fame. He'll one day probably be in the Californian Hall of Fame. So he is a Hall of Famer, not an NFL Hall of Famer. Now, if he can win an MVP or two and win a Super Bowl, then yes. Okay, well, speaking of Derek Carr, Derek Carr got to an altercation with a reporter named Paul. Paul? Paul! Paul! No, not our Paul. Paul Gutierrez of ESPN, which probably stands for Easily Stupefied Pony Newscasters. Paul, 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 Paul! Gutierrez has been with the Raiders for a number of years. We should know and firmly grasp that when you should not be disrespectful to a player. You should know this if you've been coming to Raiders for a long time. You know their course and stuff like that. And you got Derek Carr a bad time to be cute, Gutierrez. You deserve to be put into your place. Not only have you joined in with the car bashing party, but you also flipped the coin and say that the Raiders are going to do something this year. I mean, whose side are you on? Paul, 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 Paul. You're the Raiders reporter. Therefore, you should be a tiny smidgen on our side, but still neutral. Paul, that was very insightful, but you've got one important thing. What's that? Stay with me now. They hate us. because uh, they hate us. They hate us because they hate us. And they never will be. Because Raider Nation knows how to weed out the fakers and posters. No bandwagon here. So the media and Gutierrez, shut up, bitches. And you, Gutierrez, <laughs> beat me where near them. Because we have a Paul that's better than you from Shropshire. And that's more informed and media savvier than you. Paul! <laughs> there he is, Kill Janus. Nice job. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have the superior Paul. Paul! 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 That's right. I won't play all 30 seconds again, but yes, way to go. Uh, Paul Gutierrez, by far the weaker of the Raider reporters. Uh, we have the uh, the royal scribe himself from uh, Shropshire, UK, otherwise known as Mississippi, and we appreciate you, Paul, and we appreciate you, Kill Jadis, the northernmost Raider fan up there in Alaska. Not only is he in Alaska, he's in North Alaska, like like so basically you're at the north pole like he's like santa's neighbor uh mike y in there with a five dollar uh super chat donation uh, appreciate you mike y thank you very much for that 100 percent of that money will go to the one nation foundation and uh, oh my gosh thank you pineapple man wow thank you so much for a 20 dollar donation in there uh this is another great show Thank you. That means a lot to me, especially since I'm the only one here. So I appreciate that. And um, yeah, $20 donation goes to the One Nation Foundation. For those on the audio podcast, I'm holding up our new One Nation Foundation t-shirt and logo. And you can go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear or just go to RaidersFanRadio.com, hit the gear button and uh, click on the link there. It takes you to Public, and 100% of the money, the proceeds that we get from selling that shirt and anything else that we sell on Public or otherwise 
uh, that money goes to One Nation Foundation, and we are giving away. Uh, we are on track to give away eight thousand dollars this year. It's unbelievable. We're going to give away that much money, and uh, and that one hundred percent comes from you guys, from your direct donations. And uh, thank you so very, very much. We appreciate you. Um, we cannot appreciate you enough. All right, um. So there's Kill Jadis. We got one more to get to, and then we're going to get out of here for the night. Uh, let's check in with our buddy Matthew and Daniel Mangus. As I mentioned earlier in the show, they are the twins, and they retook their title, their mantle, if you will, as the Gemini Man Award winners. So that's our annual award show. We give out an award uh, called the Gemini Man, and they, these twins, won it again, and they took it from the clutches of the Raider karaoke kid. And so I believe this is a little bit of a wrestling promo, kind of hyping that up. What is up, RFR crew? It is your reign, undisputed Gemini Man winners. We got the boat back. I miss you, baby. I miss you so much. Hello, sweetheart. Ooh, you're looking... So in love with you. Uh, are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Mm-hmm. Hello, uh, Radio Nation. You do not just hear me talk about how much I love my kids tips out. Uh, moving on. It is Pad Day, gentlemen. This separates the boys from the men. Brother, are you ready to put the pads on? Stop going clack clack. I'm ready to put the pads on. Happy Pad Day. Training camp and pre-training camp is officially started. Preseason is in less than two weeks. And the Jaguars, and we just have one thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We are up and we (laughs) won. Smoke. <laughs> we want that smoke. We want the smoke. Give it to us. Give it to us, David. Let's see how much you're made of. Oh, yeah. After the radio karaoke kid. For KO! I don't know where! Here are your winners and our new Olympian Radio Oh my gosh, I love you guys. Oh. Watch Raider says, Boy, us Raider Nation are some unique individuals. <laughs> yeah, you are kidding. Talking about you want to look at Raider. You want to see a cross section of humanity? Look at Raider fan. Oh my gosh, man! I love it, man. You, you Mangus boys, we love you so very, very much, and cannot wait to see you guys live one of these days. I think we're going to see them down at the Bolitnikov uh, uh, dinner coming up in December uh, when we go and and, and award that um, that check. So we appreciate you and uh, appreciate everybody that jumped in there tonight. And so I mentioned that we are going to give away a Sizzler award. So. Tell me, chat room, what do we got? So the sizzler goes to the best email or phone caller of the night. We had our buddy Raider Shank uh, sent us an email. Uh, he's up there in Canada. 
that's our that's our buddy up there holding it down. Daniel Mangus, uh, no, excuse me, Matthew Mangus sent us an email. Uh, also, of course, our Paul, uh, who crushes it every week. Uh, Capo is in on is ineligible to win uh, Sizzler, but you know sometimes we go off script. You give it to Capo because Capo Capo could win every week. So, uh, so we've got Capo in there. Then we got Cool Cody uh, calling us from Vegas talking about fantasy football. We have my cousin Sonny with his weird ass song that was amazing. That was genius and weird and confusing and all that stuff all at the same time. So appreciate Cousin Sonny. Then we had Kill Jadis, who does the amazing impression of him, and Raider Macho Savage. And then, of course, you just heard from the main guy. So let's see what we got in there. Um, Kill Jadis or the main guy. Uh, let's see. Main guy. Wow, a lot of Manguses in there. A lot of Mangus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Q-Doc Raider says the Mingus brothers be beefing. Absolutely. They've, they've been taking big runs that Raider Karaoke Kid. Oh, there goes some Sonny uh, in there. Uh, Raider Shank uh, got a vote in there. Um, then Sonny. Wow, here come the Sonnies. Get, uh, what's one, two, three, four? How about give, give me one more? Give me give me one or two more from for Sonny. Ah, Sonny. Victory Raider says for Sonny. So there you go. Cousin Sonny wins the BRT Sizzler Award. I am the Sizzler. <laughs> Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here and we ain't playing around today. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Ah, <laughs> ah, uh-huh. 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 Derek Carr throws for 5,000 touch- touchdowns. <laughs> Yards. <laughs> 5,000 touchdowns. Okay. Um, Sonny getting a lot of love in, her in, the, in the chat. I love Fabricator in the Guild calls it the Shroom Song. <laughs> That's amazing. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider says, I want to vote for Sonny, but I need to get that song transcribed a few times first. <laughs> Good stuff there. So we appreciate you, Raider Nation. Appreciate all the love tonight. Raider Nation, thank you so very, very much for hanging in there on this almost two-hour podcast selfie. This is the longest podcast selfie uh, we've ever done. And again, and it's only because of the amazing participation that we get from you, uh, most importantly from the chat room, but also these incredible calls, these incredible voicemails. Well, that's kind of one of the same thing. These incredible voicemails, these incredible emails. Uh, we appreciate you so very, very much. Appreciate you uh, jumping in here in the Murph Fan Cave and, uh, and and talking some Raiders with me, man. Like, you know, again, like I don't like to do selfies, but there was so much going on. There's so many cool things going on. And uh, so I'm just, I mean, I, I, I'm so stoked, man, for what we got coming up this season. And as I know you are as well. And so, you know, keep rocking with us here at Raiders Fan Radio. We're going to come to you each and every week. Uh, we're only going to miss one day, one Wednesday before the, the the final preseason game, but we'll have a lot of content coming to you from Vegas. We'll all be out there with my girl Valerie. We're going to have a blast out there watching the Raiders preseason, but still, hopefully, we'll beat the shit out of the Patriots. Um, but so appreciate you tonight. Appreciate everybody in, in the in the chat room. Uh, Corey Burham is in there holding it down for Cincinnati Raider Nation. Raider Shank is in there. Fabricator Gill, Lee B, Michelle Sweat, Pineapple Watts Raider. Now you see me, now you don't. Raider Cam, James Furpo is in there. We're the big Raiders! Appreciate you, James Furpo. Thank you, Ron, the main Raider tonight uh, for, for uh, holding it down in there and, you know, regulating and using that band hammer if needed. But I think we got we have the best chat room, man. People don't get loose in there, uh, except every once in a while. We'll get a Chiefs fan, but... Lee B is in there. Fabricator Guild, I think I already mentioned. PSP Raiderette. 
is in there. Uh, of course, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Victory Raider. Man, so many of our good friends. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you for all your amazing donations tonight to the One Nation Foundation. And, um, man, we're going to see you very, very soon. We're going to see you in Nashville. Gosh, I can't wait to see, see y'all live, man. Shake some hands. Hug some necks. It's going to be so much fun, man. Raider Nation is family. I don't care what anybody else says. This, this thing is La Familia, man, and we mean it. So can't wait to see y'all live in person. And, um, yeah, thanks for supporting the show. Gosh, without anybody to throw it to, I, like, have all this extra room in there, and I don't know what to say. It's kind of like when you're getting a picture taken of you and you don't know what to do with your hands. You're like, you know, like doing stuff. So I don't know what to do with my voice, so I guess I'll just say goodnight. You know we love you. We thank you. Have a good night, Raider Nation. See you next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.